Welcome back to the Shankly Sections, folks. This is the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every day out there on the upper tier of YouTube. If you could head out there and smash that subscribe and bell notification button, we'd really appreciate you helping us grow the channel. This is your big match reaction, Aston Villa versus Liverpool. Aston Villa 1, Liverpool 2. Uh, goals from Douglas Luiz on f- on three minutes, Matip on six minutes, and Mane on sixty five minutes. Um, I suppose normally we'd be jumping around thinking about this game, saying yeah, another big win, another three points on the board. But I think with the amount of chances and opportunities and stuff that we tried to create, to have a return of only two goals is a bit disappointing in terms of the situation at the top of the league at the moment where we win and we go level on points with Man City, but still behind on goal difference by three goals. Um, and that's the disappointing thing is we could have ran out with a lot more goals in this. And that's no disrespect to Aston Villa. They looked like they were dead on their feet in the second half. But let's get into the reaction anyway. Jonathan Moss is the referee for this. And I have to say the officials for this one were were, were terrible. Those simple things that they were constantly missing all the time. Just poor officiating again. And it's... um. It's no wonder this guy is retiring this year. Just really, really poor last night. If you look at the two lineups just to begin with, Villa are playing with a 4-3-1-2. Liverpool setting up on their usual 4-3-3. A few changes to both teams. Obviously, Philip Coutinho returned to the starting lineup for Aston Villa. That's no surprise. I know he was dropped to the bench at the weekend for the the uh, the Burnley game, but I, I don't think it was going to be a problem. I knew he'd play against Liverpool. Um, in terms of Liverpool, Mo Salah dropped to the bench. Um, Jota in for Salah Curtis Jones starts in midfield which I was glad to see Costas in for Robbo which I was also happy to see Robbo just looks a bit jaded at the moment and Matip in for Kanate so no no problem with the changes that were made um, I was looking forward to seeing Curtis play as well because I really like the boy Curtis I think he's um, Curtis Jones I think he's really really uh, forward thinking in his play and stuff like that and we need more of that in the team at times if we get into the first half anyway, absolute calamity after four minutes. It was crazy. Um, ball comes into the box, bodies everywhere. Ball breaks to Douglas Luiz. Uh, has a shot, and the shot's parried by Allison. Allison should do much better on it. He should be handling that ball a hell of a lot better. And he follows the shot in and uh, finishes off the goal. So we're one nil down after four minutes. Absolute calamity. Um, we should be dealing with that a lot better. The two defenders taking each other out as well. Um, after six minutes, then we 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 bounce back. Goal from Matt, ball into the box, bodies everywhere, players everywhere. And the next thing, the ball sent back in by by Virgil. He just parries it back in, and Matip gets on the end of it and scores the goal. So we're we're back one all. So reset after six minutes, and here we go again. I found with this one, this this was kind of a little bit different, this game, especially this half, because the game was more in a real controlled kind of pace initially, and then it got a little bit frantic and stuff like that. But the game was wide open with both teams having chances end-to-end and stuff like that. And I was thinking, Jesus, this could end up being a cricket score the way it's going between the two teams. Taking back to those old four trees against Newcastle and stuff like that. Um, great chance for Ings on 23 minutes, heads over the bar. Uh, lucky... Um, Danny Ings all night was like his movement and his, his um, positioning is really, really good. And he threatened on a number of occasions. On 29 minutes, Hendo comes on for Fabinho. Um, 
a little bit disappointing. Fabinho pulled up, uh, looked like a tight hamstring and stuff like that. And I'm just praying that he's okay for the cup final and the Champions League final. Anyway, I hope he's not ill with a hamstring because he's pivotal to our to our team and our setup and stuff like that. But Hendo came on. I thought Hendo did a great job. He came on, was really solid there in midfield. Um, thirty-four minutes of ball in from Trent. Um, you will not get a better ball in the way he placed it onto Keita. Keita just miskicked it. Absolutely shocking miss. Um, I don't know what Keita, he was just, he just didn't seem, he just didn't seem himself tonight on, in the game. He was kind of all over the place and he was struggling and he, he just seemed like it was a real struggle out there from tonight. I, I don't know what it was. Liverpool were finishing the half strong, obviously creating chances. Curtis Jones was pulling the strings, had a few shots himself. Um, but go in at half time and it's one all. Um, possession was 44 56 to Liverpool. Um, but there was work for Klopp to do, certainly work for Klopp to do. And it was starting to feel like the Spurs game. That's how I felt. Um, I don't know what the idea was of playing Diaz on the right. Um, just seemed a very, very strange decision. But he was switched back out onto the left where he was more effective second half. Liverpool, I thought they just needed to raise their tempo a little bit. Um, and again, we see it just a little bit complacent in their possession and in their play rather than being, you know, purposely driven in the way they use the ball and stuff like that. I thought with, with Trent again, he was playing some nice balls and stuff like that. But picking out a guy would be much better rather than dropping the ball into a, a place on, on the pitch. Um, I thought it would have worked a lot better. But um, come out second half anyway. Second half starts similar to the to the first half, end to end. Um, Liverpool pressing Villa containing. Um, Trent trying some more play through the centre, which I thought was interesting. He um he had switched up a little bit, and we come back in from the wings and stuff like that. Costas out there was doing a decent job. Um, but I thought Trent. I I, I assume they recognised the half time that it was kind of evolving like the Spurs game, and we needed to try something a little bit different. Um, on 56 minutes, Trent has a free kick. Um, absolutely sweet strike, but way off target, way off. Um, I was looking then at sort of coming up to 60 minutes there. Jota not in the game at all. Really, really disappointed at the way this boy's form has gone. He was really, really good first half of the season and, and also at the, the turn of the new year. But he's way off the pace at the moment. Seems like every week these days he's dropping fives in the ratings and stuff like that. And he's getting an opportunity tonight against Villa, a team that we know can get pretty emotional. Um, and he should be he should be creating that that craziness around them to give himself that space to make those opportunities. But it just seemed like he was never in the game at all. Mane had cropped up creating a couple of opportunities, but again, um no real cutting edge to it and stuff like that, you know. In 62 minutes, Thiago comes on for Jones. I, I thought that was a little bit of a strange substitution because I thought Jones was doing well. But like when Thiago's coming on, you know, things are going to open up a little bit and he's going to play his passing. Um, but Jones had been more forward thinking. So hopefully we were thinking Thiago could come on and pick a pass and unlock that fill of defence. And he was straight into the game straight away. Um, 64 minutes, balls picked up from Diaz out on the left. Um, cuts in, swings a ball in at pace, really good. Like, like those purpose, purposeful crosses that we talk about, pick out a player. It was absolutely perfect. Mane absolutely changes his whole body shape to, to release the header and stuff like that. An absolutely brilliant header. 
unbelievable positioning from his body and puts us 2-1 up. And then at this stage, we were thinking, okay, let's get hold of this game now. Uh, let's not sit back and let's maybe put a few more on the board. At this stage, um, apart from Ings, Villa were looking very leggy at this stage. Um, I thought Watkins hadn't done much. I thought Ings was trying to probe, but more, more often than not, he was offside, uh, which is generally the size, the sign of a player who's a little bit leggy. He was trying to kind of beat the system a bit. Um, on 68 minutes, Danny Ings threw Allison saves. Um, he's so good at those one-on-ones, Allison. Don't know how many he's had this season, but the way he spreads himself so big and all, um, he just continually saves them. It's, it's it's amazing to see how he does it all the time. And even and when we talk about that first goal and we talk about playing to the whistle, Allison always plays to the whistle, um, which is something I really like and admire about him. Uh, Coutinho goes off, Buendia comes on. So obviously Stevie had realised that they were getting a bit leggy. He needed fresh legs in there with Buendia. Uh, came on. A um, few movements, but nothing major from him. Um, on 70 minutes, uh, Salah on for Diaz. Hopefully a few more goals. Um, that, that was a weird one as well, because um, I was surprised he didn't hook Jota because he wasn't really doing a whole lot. So I don't know whether it was to, to save legs uh, for the cup final. Maybe that's what I was thinking. But I was thinking tonight, although we got the three points, we needed more goals. Um, and I was surprised that he pulled Diaz because he'd been our most energetic and forward-thinking player. Uh, but Salah came on, 75 minutes, Liverpool in control of the game, but we needed to convert chances. We needed to reduce this goal difference on City. Um, we needed to calm down a little bit. This, this stage, the game got a bit frantic and hectic again, similar to the Spurs game. On 86 minutes, Klopp is absolutely gone ballistic. Uh, Ings in with a finish, but it's ruled offside. But Klopp at this age, I don't know if any of you have seen it on camera, he was absolutely going crazy at the defence. Really, really crazy. Game sort of pitters out then. Liverpool with a couple of more chances before full-time. Four minutes of injury time played, 94 minutes. Game over. 2-1 win to Liverpool. We draw level with City on points, but still just three in the goal difference. And I think that's where tonight, no disrespect to Aston Villa, but that's where our opportunity was lost. We seem to be struggling at the moment in the final third in terms of finishing our dinner. And the build-up place generally seems to be good, although some of the link-up play today was a bit disjointed. Um, but we got we got the three points. That's the main thing is the three points, but I really would be concerned in terms of the goal difference. So now it's over to City. City travel to Molyneux to play Wolves tomorrow um, and let's see how that goes um, all we can do is hope that something happens there um, and then they're on to West Ham away as well and all we can do is hope that something happens there potentially if it doesn't happen it was but I do think it was an opportunity loss in terms of the goal difference but we're always happy with the three points on the win it keeps the title race alive level on points three behind on goal difference let's say it's over the city now is this amazing city team and the, the juggernaut of a team that we are are they going to mess up at all or is this going to really run out as a, a three-point win in the league for them or potentially goal difference but we shall see let's get on to the, the player ratings um again it's it, it, these 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 last few games because things are so tight and so i suppose the disappointment of the spurs game as well but things are so tight in terms of 
do we really feel we're still in a title race? You know, I'm not too sure. Or do we know that? Do we know that City are just going to run out the way they normally do? So it's it's hard to do these ratings in terms of prior to the Spurs game, we would have been boiled by the chance that things could happen. But now we need so much more to happen. So let's get into them anyway. Allison, I gave an eight two, um, two big saves and and then beaten all within two hundred seconds. Of the kickoff was absolutely crazy. Um, couple of errors, um, nearly gave Watkins a great chance when he passed straight around, but um, made some great one on one saves as well. So, an A for Big Ali, and they were cheering his name at the end. So, that tells you how much we we think of him. Trent, um, Trent, I gave a, a 7 2. Um, you know, really, really good in possession at times, but just, just seems to lack that real killer. Final pass or final ball. The time he played Kate in, he should have finished it. But he was trying a couple of interesting things on the inside as well, trying to play players through him and running, you know, working the ball through the lines and through the channels and stuff like that. And he was unlucky a couple of times. And the problem for Trent as well, if you don't complete the pass, he's kind of the final pass. So it becomes a little bit glaring. It's like as if he's having a bad game, but he's not having a bad game. It's just he played one ball as well. There was a lovely ball he played in at one stage to the back post and there was no one there. And I could see his stare. His stare was nearly like Thiago's stare the other day when Thiago played that ball in for him and he didn't get to it. And you can see what you can see what he's trying to do. You can see the level of his thinking and what he wants to do. But um, it's just not coming off him. And I don't know whether it's a reflection of the movement up front or whether it's a reflection of the ball that he's playing. But naturally, he'll get the heat for it because he's the one playing the ball. But I thought it was a good night at the office for Trent. Plenty of energy. He was running right to right till the end and defending as well. So, uh, Joel Matiba gave a seven-two. Um, obviously took his goal really, really well. Like like a real poacher in the box, and we know Joel is capable of doing this as well. Um, wasn't brilliant defensively. Um, several runs in behind at times and stuff like that that we have to be aware of when playing that high line. Most of them ruled out for offside. Um, but I think most of the night was reasonably comfortable for himself and Virgil, you know. Virgil, I gave a 7-2. Um, was unlucky for the opener as well. Got turned right around and then I think himself and Matt have crashed into each other and ended up on the deck for the Douglas Louise one. Um but kind of it was weird. It was just a lack of alertness, really. Very like the sun goal at the weekend as well. Um, just um, just kind of switched off and momentarily swapped. And it just, it, it cost us the goal again, you know. Um, and he kind of looked very irritated in his play. Um, he didn't look his usual self, you know, calm, collected self. He looked like the game was irritating him that kind of way. And I think it's just, Probably a follow-on from the Spurs game. Um, there, the mix-up for the Sun goal and then the mix-up here for the Douglas Luiz goal. I think it's just kind of like, you know, then he was beaten after the break. He was beaten by Coutinho, but his recovery pace is unbelievable. We know what Virgil's all about. and um, He was brilliant as well. I think there was one as well where Danny Ings ran in as well and he just came around the side and took the ball off Danny Ings. So, um, I, I think because Virgil does things so laid back, um, it's it's like as if he's nearly in slow motion, but he's not. He's actually just eating up the ground, and and a lot of very fast forwards that he plays against, he often comes back and takes the ball off them with his pace and stuff like that. So very underrated in that in that um, area. Costas, I gave a seven to. 
Hard not to love Costas. I mean, absolutely brilliant. He's the Greek scouser in our team, you know. Uh, just just runs and runs and runs and never stops. Just a, an absolute ball of energy. Um, brilliant recovery tackle on Watkins in the second half. Absolutely vital. But always puts in a really, really good ball as well. Always has a vicious ball into the box. His delivery is really, really good. Um, but again, in the team, hasn't had much game time recently and stuff like that. Um, but certainly um, a perfect backup for Robbo at the moment. Fabinho, um, Fabinho will give a 4 2. Um, I think it was getting frustrating for him in terms of giving away fouls and stuff like that. And that was concerning, especially coming out of the Spurs game as well. We spoke about how like needless fouls were being given away and it's eaten into the clock and stuff like that. Um, but ended up coming off um, and potentially with a with a, ham, a tweaked hamstring. So hoping he's going to be okay because he's, he's pivotal to our team in terms of, you know, moving across that back four and protecting it and stuff like that. But also his forward thinking in terms of playing balls through into the midfield for attack and stuff. Um, so hopefully he'll be okay. Nabi Keita, he gave a 7-2. Um, probably a little bit generous, you know. Um, you know, really quite a first half for him. Didn't really have a lot to do. Missed that glaring chance in the box. I mean, you have to put that away. At that level, you have to put that away, and especially if you're, especially if you're looking to try and lay down a marker and you want to be a starter in a Champions League or an FA Cup final, those ones are clutch. You have to put them away to give the gaffer something to think about in terms of picking it. Um, second half, he got a little bit more into it, um, and he was getting a bit involved, but a little bit deep at times in terms of his build up and stuff like that. And a couple of times, he gave the balls away. Um, had a shot in the second half as well that just just went over and stuff like that and um not too bad obviously in taking the uh, t- taking the chance and taking the shot we've often spoken at times maybe guys need to do something different not try and walk the ball and maybe have shot some distance and t- test keepers so probably no harm at that but again um we shall see Curtis Jones gave a seven two. Um, I really like when Curtis is in the team. I like his, his forward attack and play and stuff like that. Picks up the ball, turns, runs at everyone. Um, and he was really pulling the strings, especially in the first half. Had a couple of shots himself. Um, again, from, from, from tough angles and stuff like that. And all. But we know the boy can absolutely put a belter into the back of the net on his day. Um, but... Um, Grew into the game and started moving the ball around. So um, not a bad day at the office for Curtis Jones. Again, I think because he hasn't been in the team much, his link-up play is just a little bit off. And at times he he may select the wrong the wrong option. Um, but that just comes with game time. Luis Diaz, I gave an 8-2. Um, I thought he was the energy both in first half and in second half. Um, but he was on the right for the first half and it just felt a little bit awkward for him. Um, which is understandable as well, but still kept on going. And the energy that he brings is is infectious, really, you know. Um, concerning that he didn't trouble Martinez with any strikes with them and moved into the, the left side on the second half, I mean, it was like a totally different player in terms of his movement and his opening up. Um, as I said earlier, it was a, probably a surprise that he was subbed off. I was very surprised he was subbed off. Um, I thought Jota was nailed on to be subbed off for Salah. But maybe maybe Klopp was thinking towards Wembley. 
Um, but I would have liked to keep him on. We could have maybe um, maybe picked up one or two more goals, which would have helped us in the goal difference. Sadio gave a 9-2. I thought Sadio was man of the match. I agreed with the, the decision that was there. Um, so close on a couple of occasions to, to, to scoring. Um, but the goal that he scored was absolutely superb. The way he had to angle his body and move his body shape and all and get the head out of the way. And the ball was fizzed in a pace from Diaz. I thought it was an excellent goal. Um, and it, it shows Sadio. I mean, he's still... His form has continued since the AFCON and since switching into the middle. He's been absolutely outstanding. Um, doing a job for us week in, week out. And it's concerning at the moment, this Bayern Munich talking about his agent and stuff is meeting with representatives for different clubs. Sadio is one I'd like to get nailed down. I think he's really, really important for Liverpool. I think we need to get that sorted sooner rather than later. And I think some of these things we've put on the back burner a bit because um, we've been dealing with the Salah situation. I think it's time now to deal with the Mane situation, stuff like that, and get one or two of these guys tied down. Let's get this sorted. Diogo Jota, again, we spoke about it earlier. I gave a five to him. Um, I don't know what's happened to him, but he's just absolutely struggling. Um, but just... He just seems to be getting dragged down into... It's like he's playing with too much emotion, um, and he doesn't see sometimes the right thing to do um his movement at time as well isn't isn't what it was before um but he was involved in the second goal in fairness with that flick pass way for Diaz um so we have to give him his props on that but I think overall his overall contribution is lacking at the moment and it's glaring to see um for a number of weeks now when he's come on or being given the opportunity he's been dropping fives so that's really, really concerning. Uh, Jordan came on for Fabinho on 29 minutes. Gave Jordan a seven. Um, he went into the number six. Um, first half his passing wasn't great at times. Um, but second half, I thought his recycling of the ball and gaining of control in the game, I thought was really, really good. Um, Thiago came on for Jones on 63. Gave him a seven as well. Came on, he won the ball. We scored several good defensive bits. Um, just came on uh, I think for a guy like Thiago as well coming on is kind of a difficult situation for him because he's trying to get up into kind of match speed and stuff like that and trying to read the game and stuff like that and all and often what you see from the sidelines is not necessarily what you see when you get out there um, but came on and did a job for us and, and, and again it's you know these boys must be deflated as well from Spurs we have to take that into account the Spurs game because we have to take that into account as well I'm not sure whether they're convinced they're still in a title race. Um, but as the gaffer says, we'll keep on going until mathematically it's gone. And I'm sure they would be thinking one eye as well on the final on Saturday against Chelsea. So we have to be aware of that. So we're juggling a lot of stuff at the moment. Um, and it's been a long, tough season. And these boys have been mentally at it from the get-go this season. So we have to allow for that. Mo Salah came on from Diaz on 71. Obviously, at club, I presume Diaz is going to start on Wembley. There's no doubt about it. Um, but Mo gets a five. A couple of runs which might have led to good chances and stuff like that. But but looks he looks absolutely miles off his best. Um, and we did drop a we did drop an episode up there on the upper tier talking about Mo Salah and comparing his statistics post-Afcon to pre-Afcon. And it's the drop off is absolutely staggering. And look, we love Mo Salah. 
we want Mo Salah to stay. We want him to resign. Um, but it, it's the whole situation at the moment is just weird for me. It's just his goal scoring is way off. His link up play is way off. You see, even tonight he picks up the ball. He's having to take a number of touches to settle. Um, or his control of the ball isn't what it should be. The ball gets taken off. He picked up one ball down the right hand side and he went to he went to uh he went to uh play something and instead of like he had the opportunity to just play the ball off the player and get the corner and he tried something different and ended up losing the ball and I just think just just go back to basics and do the simple things. Um but he's just trying so hard, so hard and he's just the pressure he's putting on himself is absolutely huge because I think he knows himself his performance is a way off. Like I, I can say, look, his pace is way off. His link up play with Trent on my hand all the times is way off. We don't seem to be playing as many as those crossfield balls, those killer balls that Van Dyke used to hit him with and stuff like that. Um, and it, it, it just seems defences as well have figured him out a little bit. They double up on him and stuff like that and all. And I think he's very frustrated himself within his own game. Um, and we just need to figure out how we unlock the, the Mo Salah pre-AFCON again, because it's going to be vital in the next four games or whatever it is we have left. Um, so let's see let's see what happens. But yeah, way off the pace. Well, this has been your Shankly Sessions. Match reaction and player ratings. Aston Villa 1, Liverpool 2. The title race is still alive, um, but it remains to be seen what... Uh, Man City do against Wolves and West Ham which is going to be vital because I don't know whether we can rely on the last game of the season I looked at Aston Villa tonight and I think at the Etihad I think Man City will absolutely roast them they look like it's been a long season for them and they've ran out of a bit of energy um, so it's going to really come down to Wolves and West Ham but we will see if you want to contact the show at Session Shankly if you want to drop your ratings down below in the comments let us know what you thought um, is there anything that we missed or anything that you're saying that we should be highlighting um, it is if you want to contact the show as well the upper tier podcast at gmail.com Instagram, Facebook and TikTok the upper tier um, audio versions of the show Spotify, Google Podcast and Amazon Music we'll be back later in the week we're going to do a preview with Ian as part of the Chelsea Raw and Shankly sessions for the cup final we'll also be back with a, a North London Derby preview because it's such a big uh a big game in the top four race. Morris is coming on from GP Productions podcast. Um, and we'll be doing our usual Premier League preview and beat the bookie for the weekend with myself and Darren. So plenty of content for you to look forward to. As always, if you could subscribe and if you could share and try and help us grow the channel, it would be much appreciated. And we will talk to you again real soon. <laughs>